15 years ago today, my world was changed after I was fired from my dream job. My journey from Stephen to Susan had not been easy. I had been fired from a, a job I enjoyed during a 10-year period, denied housing in places I had hoped to call home, and I had been rejected by the people I once considered friends for life. It feels like only yesterday, standing under a bridge in San Francisco, looking up and pondering if it would hurt if I jumped off and hit the water. And unlike the father in our parable this morning, my dad never got over the loss of his son, never welcomed me home, and never threw a party. So in one sense, the parable can feel like a fairy tale with little relevance to our lived experience in the world. A frequent entry point in finding meaning in this parable is asking the question, who do you most relate to in this story? In the parable, we are told that in leaving his home, the younger son traveled to a distant country and there squandered his property in desolate living. It's hard not to see this kid as being a spoiled little brat willing to defile himself accepting a job feeding pigs. Only after he realized his father's servants were living a better life than himself was he willing to return home hat in hand. And while this young man was squandering his inheritance, his older brother remained at home, working, never disobeying a command, and unrecognized for his loyalty and steadfast commitment. And very much unlike my experience, the dad in this story, he's really truly inspirational. Instead of telling his son to climb back into the hole that he climbed out of, he adorns him with the best robe, puts a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, and, and proclaims let us eat and celebrate, for the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He's lost and he's now found. Such inspirational words. Many people preaching this sermon this morning will suggest that this is really a story about the extraordinary love of a father for, for both of his sons and his constant willingness to, to kind of meet them exactly where they were unconditionally with grace and acceptance that the father is that the father is metaphorically representing God's love for all for all of God's creation no matter their sinful conduct or how long they have engaged in it but if they repent and seek forgiveness and get into good relationship that this is the true meaning of this parable and I guess in many ways it is. A lot of preachers will discuss that central theme, but, but for me, this parable is about 
It's about being lost. It's about finding our way back home. And it's about being welcomed home. I suspect most of us have experienced the horror of being lost when growing up, which may have left you broken, yet transformed as a result of your time in the wilderness, feeling alone and helpless like the prodigal son in this parable. In searching for meaning in the story, I believe that the most significant through line between the father and both of his sons is how they struggled with being lost in the wilderness of life. You see, I believe we can be lost and never leave home. Just like we see in, in, this, in this dysfunctional family and maybe in our own lives if we have the we have the courage to look deeply, which I think is a, an opportunity during, the, during this period of Lent. Many of us might relate to the older brother overlooked and underappreciated for all that he did for his dad. As his family celebrated the return of his brother, he was lost was lost in the field trying to find meaning and purpose really in a very unfulfilled life. Others might relate to the dad who lost in grief from the rejection of his youngest son yet continuously looked over the horizon each day keeping vigil hoping for the safe return of a son who he assumed was dead. But this looking vision of this parable allows us, I think, to think of the many ways that we experience our own sense of, of being lost spiritually and emotionally during this season of Lent. Maybe going to work each day long after we quit doing the job except in the consequences of a toxic or unhealthy relationship in our personal, professional life. Feeling helpless and isolated from God. Coming to church each Sunday, yet feeling alone and unrecognized. I think feeling uh, lost can be such an overwhelming an unpleasant experience. For two years during the pandemic, I served as a hospital chaplain, and I frequently saw that look, that look of terror and being lost in the eyes of my patients as they approached the end of life, feeling alone and scared in a hospital bed. Because of my own experience being lost and feeling abandoned, I, I guess I most identify when I read this parable with the younger brother. 
while characterized as, as wasteful and impetuous and selfish, he nevertheless had the audacity to leave home to find himself. And I think Luke invites us to consider that the son most lost in this parable is not the younger son, the one that went off and squandered his inheritance, but rather the older brother who never left home, resigned himself in living an unfulfilled and empty life and continued working in a field while his family and community celebrated the return of his brother. I wonder how many people each of us know who are equally dissatisfied with their lives but afraid to leave the safety of their home in fear of getting lost and unable to return. We don't know if the older brother joined the celebration after talking to his dad, whether his sinful pride, jealousy, anger, and self-righteousness hardened his heart and prevented him from experiencing the same joy his father felt upon his return. We don't know if the younger brother's sinful self-indulgence, greed, and gluttony that he experienced while he was lost was in fact transformational and led him to internalize the joy of being welcomed back home. But I know from my own experience that the time we spend lost, wandering in the desert, can be the most transformational periods of our life. When we realize that money and material possessions do not always bring happiness and fulfillment, when we're forced to acknowledge the many vulnerabilities in our life, when we are confronted with our own brokenness, disappointments, and failures, when we lose that false pride that keeps us isolated and feeling alone in the world, when we realize that our time on this earth is so very short, that the bodies we inhabit are so very fragile and so very temporary. But maybe most importantly, when we truly experience lostness, our mind and our heart become free from all those worldly distractions that prevent us from hearing and feeling the many ways that God reveals God's self to us every day in our life that often go unnoticed because we're so fixated on irrelevance, especially with technology. Our penitential psalm this morning proclaims in the first person the power of acknowledging our own sin 
accepting forgiveness, and trusting the hand of God in our lives more than self. During these four weeks of Lent, we've each been invited to engage in self-examination and in the words of the psalmist, to confess our transgressions, embrace those who place their trust in the Lord, and to rejoice in the knowledge that we are truly loved by our Creator. To live life with confidence that no matter how lost we might feel during the darkest periods of our lives, we're never really alone or separated from God's love. Those of us who have traveled down a road, stumbled, and experienced the lostness and suffering that I assume the prodigal son did, know that during these precise periods in our life when we, is when we truly, when we truly experience our dependence on God. And I think also the importance of our faith as Christians. And using the experience of lostness as a, what we call in seminary, a hermeneutical lens, a way of kind of viewing things. I think we have an opportunity to use the remaining, the remaining days of Lent to reflect on our brokenness and our disappointments. And as Mother Kate talked about in her sermon last week, have the courage to change the direction of our lives, or as the psalmist suggests, to confess our transgressions. To leave our place of safety and comfort and risk getting lost to find new meaning in our life. So my fellow travelers, during the remaining days of Lent, I encourage you to take the time to disconnect, to disconnect from the internet, from monitoring emails over your cell phone, from tweeting and posting on all the numerous platforms. And during these remaining days, take advantage of the permission to call her outside of the lines, to take a different way home, and experience the joy and the power of getting lost, and rejoice in the knowledge that we are loved and nurtured by a caring and present God.